0: All right. Well, this is not how we intended it, but this is what it is. So I'm going to probably do a more condensed version of what I would have done for tonight. But um, I've been for those of you that's not a part, don't listen to our church podcast. I guess I'll put a shameless plug in there for that. Uh, you should go and subscribe to our church podcast, Harvest House UPCI. Or if you don't come to church regularly, you may not know. I've been doing a series on This Is Why. It's just basically uh, talking about why I do things that I do. And I thought this would be a good time this week to do um, This Is Why I'm I'm Grateful. So I'm going to read three scriptures. They're kind of famous, but um, I'm going to read these scriptures first thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you um I guess I want to say start start with this is the fact that I'm just extremely grateful for the goodness of God. He saved me when he didn't have to save me I'm fourth generation Pentecost. I was filled with the Holy Ghost at the age of nine years old, only to walk away at the age of 11 or 12 years old. And from that time until I was 16 years old back in 1987, when I gave my life to the Lord for good, I was just pretty much living to be a heathen. Uh, this was a secret heathen, I guess you could say. Uh, I wouldn't like the ones nowadays, they're just running around, I don't care what people think about them. But I was sneaky, and I was a hypocrite so many times. I'd play the part at church, and I'd leave them there and go to school, and I'd cuss, I'd smoke, I'd carry on, do everything I was big enough to do. And I just played the part. But today, I I am very thankful and very grateful for the mercy of God because he saved me in spite of me walking away from him. You know, we have people who come to church who's never been a part of church and they come in and, and uh, the Lord saves them. But they didn't know what I knew. I knew better. I knew better to live like I lived. But God saved me. He brought me back in, gave me another chance. And I am, that is the biggest reason that I am grateful today because he filled me with the Holy Ghost once again. This week I celebrated November the 20th. 1987, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, once again, he gave me an absolutely beautiful wife that I don't deserve. Two highly anointed, talented children. They love God. They're in church. They're being used by God. He gave me an anointed son-in-law, even though he's irritating a lot of times. He's still anointed. And I couldn't probably got a, I couldn't have got a better one. God bless me, the very good one. And then they gave me a very handsome, my daughter and son in law gave me a very handsome, most handsome, sport rotten grandson in the world. And that's why I'm very grateful because I give him thanks because he didn't have to save me. He didn't have to bring me back in. He didn't have to uh, call me. To Marion, Kentucky and allow me to be a part of what God's doing in Marion, Kentucky. And and I'm thankful because God's going to do something in Marion that he's never done anywhere around this area because it's unlike any place I've ever seen in my life. But God's still doing great things. And, and I'm grateful that there's people in heaven because God allowed us to go to Marion and start a church and uh, be a part of what he's doing there. And to be honest... I see a lot of people who claim to be a child of God and they look like they've been sucking on prunes. They look like they've been drinking pickles, juice, and they act like they're the most miserable people in the world. And if you're thankful and if you're grateful, I don't know how you can be like that. And I'm thankful because as a born-again child of God, we should be the happiest people on this earth. And so many times it don't seem like we are, but we should be. And one of the greatest things we can be to be happy is we must be in the center of God's will. And everybody's always saying, well, I don't know what God's will is. But if you have been around us very much, our church, you've heard me say this more than once. It's the scriptures I read a little ago. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And to be at to be in his will and that's what makes us happy and in order for it to happen we have to be grateful it takes a spirit of not just being thankful when god does good things for you but being grateful and having gratitude every day of your life gratitude is the quality of being thankful readiness to show appreciation for Uh, and returning kindness. William A. Ward said, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have we used one of those seconds to say thank you to God, to our family, to anybody? Or have we grumbled and complained all day long? And if we've grumbled and complained all day long, it's probably a good chance we're not happy and I can tell you 100% You are not in the will of God if you do not thank God today. And uh, Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you said in your whole life is thank you, that would suffice. The word gratitude is taken from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness or gratefulness. And gratitude incorporates all these meanings together. Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual or what somebody receives, whether it's something we can touch or not touch, whether it's tangible or not, not ch- tangible. According to a Harvard Medical School study that I read doing some study on thankfulness several years ago, it said in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. It said gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, Relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. It goes on to say that people feel express, feel and express gratitudes in multiple ways. And he goes on to say they can apply it to the past by retrieving positive memories, being thankful for elements of childhood and past blessings, the present, not taking good fortune for granted as it comes, and the future, maintaining a hopeful and optimistic attitude goes on to say, regardless of inherent or current level of someone's gratitude, it's a quality that individuals can successively cultivate and make it better. And what we've got to realize that all these studies do not, did not come before the Word of God. The Word of God told us, told us that a whole lot sooner than their studies did because the Word of God is the real authority in everything that we do in life. And it lets us know what the effects of being grateful and having a right and having gratitude in our life is. Paul wrote to the Colossians church in 315 through 17, and said, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. Mm-hmm. He said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and in one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. A thankful person will acknowledge that God is the source of everything that we have, all of our blessings. And if somebody is always wanting more, then that's not really a grateful person and you're not in the will of God. The grateful person should believe that we're... Uh, overflowing because of everything that God has given us just to be in the child of God. And anytime we don't appreciate what God's given us or want something that's outside of His will, we're expressing ingratitude and we are not in the will of God. Our thanksgiving begins when we just acknowledge the fact that Jesus and Jesus by Himself is responsible for our salvation. For everything that we have in our life, and when we go through the days, and we and we're all guilty of this, okay. I don't think that I'm the uh, the one. I'm, I'm saying this, and I I got this down pat because I don't. But I try my best to be as thankful as I can, because Paul taught us that we should be thankful because our relationship, when it's rooted and grounded in Jesus, it can be a relationship that's very secure, and we can have a walk with God. We can be firmly rooted, grounded because we're built upon Jesus and we can be established in our faith because of him. And I know some say that they can't be thankful because of their circumstances in life. Well, I want to say this. I've seen people with some very bad circumstances in their life that was more grateful than people that had seemingly the best circumstances in our life. It all comes down to how we order our words. Because if we can order our words right, we can alter our lives. Um, I'll use a personal example here. Back in October, we'd come out of work in a lot of overtime, and I had become a grumbly grump. And I had forgotten what all the good things God had done for me, and we took a little vacation and we went camping. I didn't do nothing but read and enjoy and relax and think and ponder. And I got to thinking about how blessed I was. When I come back from that vacation, I, I changed my speech. I ordered my words and I have felt much, much better about life. Because if we can specifically order our words daily and we put thanks in there for what we have, it can change our entire life. Psalms 1523 and 23 said, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. And I truly believe that the reason some people do not experience living for God and salvation at his fullest is because the way they have ordered their conversation. We complain first. We grumble first. And we wait for God to do good things before we think, well, what we perceive to be good things, what we want in life, before we actually start thanking Him. What would happen if we'd wake up in the morning and we went ahead and started thanking God for that day, what He's done, what He's going to do, and our days would be a whole lot better. The New Living Translation says it this way, But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my paths, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Some people can't see the salvation of God because our our um, words are just so negative. We can't see what God truly is doing. And the English Standard Version says it this way. I, I'm almost done and we'll go to our discussion or whatever we're going to do from here. But um, the new translation... Living Translation says, I'm sorry, the English Standard Version says it this way. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. It's very, very important that we make sure we order our words. And the first order of our words should always be thanks. What did... All of our prayer studies, you usually do. What do they say? The first thing you should do: enter His courts, what, and gates with, with thanksgiving, thanksgiving and, praise. and praise. We should always end, enter into prayer with praise, and that should be our day. Zechariah seven eleven says, "But they refused to pay attention." This is the NIV. They refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and stopped up their ears. If we could. Um, Pay attention to all the many blessings that we have in our life. From the littlest things is having electricity, um, breath in your body when you wake up, clothes to put on. And start thanking God for everything and order our words with thanks. I believe that it would help us to be the most happiest people in the world. And that's what we're supposed to be. Because here's the attributes of people who have a grateful heart. They're positive. They're very aware of God's presence around them. God is with us always, but if we're not being thankful, we'll not see it. They're humble people. They're peaceful, peaceful people, thoughtful of others. They're very generous. They're unselfish. They're expressive, friendly, contagious. They're motivated. They have a servant's heart. They're faithful, fruitful, and joyful. Thankfulness is a choice, and if it's not in us, we must decide to change, because as we live and walk with God, his characteristics should begin to get inside of us, and they are goodness, love, kindness, generosity. They should pour through us until they totally, completely overrun us with gratitude. One last scripture here, and a quote, and I'll be done. Psalms 44 and 8 says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. What would happen if you and I, every day, would walk through and boast all day long about what good things God has done and we praised his name? I can tell you now it would change our entire life. His name is Viktor Frankl, I think is how you say it, correct? Mm-hmm. An Australian neurologist, psychiatrist, and probably as well-known as anything as a Holocaust survivor. He said, "When, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And I'm challenging everybody that may hear this, watch this, or listen to either of these podcasts. We must live a life of being grateful because, number one, when we're thankful... We know we're in the will of God. If you're not being thankful every day, I promise you, you're not in the will of God. I don't care if you pray eight hours a day and read your Bible for eight hours and witness the other eight hours. If you don't thank God somewhere in the middle of that, you're still out of the will of God. And somebody says, well, I can't do that. Well, you can and I can. It's not easy, but yes, we can. Because gratefulness is a big key to being happy and Being in the will of God. So, I'm done. So,